yo, I realize I'm using the wrong mic like three minutes in and I switch it, so don't freak out. Christmas. My name is Michael. We're on List Wars, and boy, do we have a hell of a special episode for you tonight. First, I've got my good friend Will here. Ho, ho, ho. My name's Will. That was, you've done better ho, ho, ho's, but I appreciate the spirit. Oh, now he's smiling. Now he looks like Christmas. Will, oh man, if I was interested in you and I wanted to write a poem to... You're not you interested over, in me? No. I would say your smile looks like Christmas, and it'd be a great simile, and then you'd fall mm. for me. Okay. Uh, also here with a good smile is I think you've got a good smile. I don't want to blow smoke. Yeah, it's pretty good. He just did it. Yeah. Is Chris Light? Ho ho ho! Yeah, that's it. I'll, I felt I'll, obligated to ho ho ho. Yeah. Well, now that we're nine hoes deep, let's uh, let's set the stage here. Uh, I'm excited about this. We're we're talking about Christmas stuff, and we've got we're kind of doing a a few top threes and not one top five, but. I could talk about all these for longer. How's your guys' Christmas going? How's what? What do you guys do? What do you think of Christmas? Are you for or against? I'm heavily for um, the Light family. We have a calendar we set out um, special days all of December, and um, whoa! So we're halfway through. Lots of traditions, lots of bonus things, lots of treats Give- that we make, and uh, things to do. So it's it's a party over here. What What do you mean special days? Uh, so, uh, my wife takes the older two girls on a girls' night, and then uh, I take the girls on a I would date. Love to get and that then uh, <laughs> next time they went to Columbus. This time they should have called you. Oh, you didn't. know I would have loved that. Okay, next time I'll text Sarah. Um, just uh, we have a puzzle day, the day we officially oh, do good. a Christmas mm-hmm. puzzle. Um, I don't know. I have to check the calendario, but lots of stuff. It's a good time. <laughs> Spanish guy over here. <laughs> Bilingual. <laughs> you really rich. Uh-huh. I have sick water, Chris, but I got this for you. I never uh, drink pop. I know you love a glass bottle of Coca-Cola Classic. And Amen. I feel like if, it feels Christmassy, right? You can picture the polar bear commercials. Those yep. are great. Yep. Uh, and I just told you guys that I got up early and played a lot of sports. I was bragging before we went on the air. So I'm, I'm tired, but I figured this would be the hit I need to, to drive the Christmas cheer cheer forward um either even those bottles have gotten smaller or your hands are huge because no, this is a mini bottle tiny okay my mom got like uh like a six pack of mini bottles but they're cute it's real cute. they are cute and it tastes yeah. great 10 out of 10 oh but also it's gonna i just read it's gonna be a burpee episode <laughs> i got huge dinner throat because i just ate three-fourths of a hound dog's pizza I forgot that you say the phrase dinner throat, and it makes <laughs> me right. so mad. I mostly say it for you now, Will, but I got, <laughs> I got Coke burps and dinner throat. It's going to, I can say, well, do you want me to say I got pizza throat? Mike, oh, wait, stop. Are, are you on the mi- right microphone? Because you're coming in real wavy. Real wavy? Yeah. I look how big be- your waves are. Oh, I can just back up. You mean my waveform. Gotcha. But like, does it sound like a sexy mic, or does it sound like Chris's? It, it, no, That's I, I think. <laughs> I think I think Chris sounds better than you. Wait, That's really? not like a dig. Yeah, I do. Oh. You're coming in a little muffly. All right. Well, maybe we pause this and then I come back sexier. But either way, I got to hit the stop button. So don't say any good Sorry. content. No, this is great, Will. Remember how terrible it was when Alec went 90 minutes with a bad mic? I'm yeah. All right. 
All right, and I'm back, and I'm sexier. Yeah, oh yeah, so much uh-huh. sexier. Okay, yeah, like so much that we should scrap the first bit because I feel like we were on a roll there. It's good. People can survive ten minutes of my voice like that. It was only like five minutes. Oh we're yeah, it's, we've been recording for ten, but I think the podcast was probably like ninety seconds. All uh, right, cool. Uh, Will, you're still pro Christmas or no? You know what? It's an interesting thing. So I'm not anti Christmas. I'm not Grinch level. Like you're early in the libertarian? movie, I'm like so. Uh, you know the I'm gonna go with the like the original Grinch who sold Christmas. Um, you yeah. know how his heart gets bigger at the end and blah blah blah. Yeah, mm-hmm. My, I'm like I'm like a seventy percent Christmas guy. Where there's some things that I that I <laughs> that get like the name of a like the heart movie. like the heart isn't to that full capacity yet. I'm like the Grinch transforming. Which um, third of your body does not support christmas i mean from my belly button to my knees does not support christmas okay. you know what i mean Wait, um, can i tell a good can i tell you <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what to do with that but i like it um can i do a thing where i tell you a joke i told yeah that's what we kind of do course. on this podcast yeah. is you yeah. you try out all your jokes no i just tell you what i told and it's kind of you have to remember that no i like dis- this discord yeah, which we used size to use. nine Women's, yeah, men's (laughs) So, on Discord for December, early December, they changed their icon to have snow around it, and all the notification noises noises became winter themed, holiday themed. And I was playing games with Joey Brunner, friend and host of the show. Yep, there's one burp. Uh, And Joey goes, (laughs) Joey goes, dear God, I need to change my sounds back to default on discord or i'm gonna lose it and i said oh yeah it's really easy go into settings and you're just gonna toggle grinch mode on and and then i said or you can find the heart size slider and then just drag it down a few (laughs) uh i get it because you were like the jokes around him not liking christmas yeah and i saw i talked you know i just brought up the the heart slide heart size slider and i thought it was a good joke yeah i'm i think that added to this podcast yeah, yeah. Um, I'll text you. I'll text you later if I think. Yeah, let me know what your mom but, thinks. Speak. I'll go. Keep going. <laughs> no, no, no. I was just say like I we haven't put up a tree in a decent amount of years because we're still in this phase where we're going to our like parents' house and we're back and forth all the time. We travel a lot over Christmas. This Christmas we are moving. Uh, yeah. Anne is actually going to be in Thailand for Christmas, so oh. um, it's okay. Uh, cause and and so I don't know if my lack of Christmas spirit is a defense mechanism or not, but we'll get into it. Um, but let's no, unpack that. I, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, yeah no, I, the thing that I like the most about Christmas is not having to work for a week. Oh, that's nice. a nice, that's that, good. that makes me really excited. I'm I don't excited like opening presents too. in front of people. I think opening presents in front of people is like the most well, awkward human exchange in the world. But what if it's like your people where like, there's no worries. I don't have people. That's my oh, thing. Okay. What if it's Anne? Oh, like man. Anne, Let's unpack that, No, too. yeah. If, yeah. yeah. If, <laughs> we if Anne gets me a present, <laughs> what I want to do is I want to create, this is a billion-dollar idea, Shark Tank, get me at this. me. <laughs> no, I, this is a new idea. Oh, okay. It, is, it's basically, you know, those, like, showers that you can put up when you're camping okay, this is not or, like, changing? <laughs> I, let's just, like, repurpose those for opening gifts. So I go underneath the tent... I open the gift. I have my reaction. I pull down the tent and I say, "Thank you so much for this." So wait a minute. <laughs> so wait, I have time why to is gather it my so? Thoughts. Why so difficult to open gifts in front of people? 
because I am a perpetual people pleaser and it hurts my soul to like react in any way. And I'm also mm-hmm. a big, I like giving gifts. So I think that I am hypersensitive to the idea that I'm not going to react in the way that they want. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. because I, I am middle class and white and I don't need much. So most of the gifts I get are just oh. like a vacuum. Hey, I'm like, congrats cool. on the middle class thing, dude. That's tight. Yeah. All right. It's fun. Um, anywho, we can move on. We can go. We Come can on, go. let's go. Yeah. Do you remember the last Christmas gift you got me? Mm-mm, I don't actually. If, I think it's a Mortal Kombat t-shirt, but I still have it. Mm. Oh, interesting. Very nice. I believe I did that. Yeah. All right. Uh, also, when you said Anne was in Thailand, I was trying to riff on potential harm, Hallmark movie like setups. Mm. Like Andrea flew to Thailand for Christmas, hoping to get some pad Thai. Little did she know she would meet a rad guy, and then we could work with it from there. Right? Mm-hmm. That's something. That's right. something. We'll yeah. workshop yes. that. She's not married in this movie, by the way. No, it's fine. She could meet a rad guy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't have to be romantic or sexual in any way. She should be a rad dude. And then maybe I meet him too, and we're we're all yeah. rad together. All right. Um, speaking of women you're not romantic with, we've got an email from Susan McKenzie, your mom. Yeah, my mommy. <laughs> Hi, mommy. Hey. Uh, and I feel bad that I haven't responded to her, but I'm going to. And it says, Michael. Just listen to your Fast and Furious edition. Although, also, like, that's just Michael. I've never got a, I've never got one that's just Michael. Right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Although I did binge the first seven movies, I still haven't seen eight or nine. Mostly because Will didn't tell me how to find them! Exclamation mark. Ha! <laughs> After listening to the podcast, I need to go be, go back and rewatch the first ones before I sit down for the last two. Love listening to you guys hash out your favorites on obscure stuff. Makes me feel like I'm eavesdropping on your high school basement conversations. Not that I ever did that. <laughs> also, do you have some sunglasses I can buy? Hope to see you <laughs> over the holidays. Love ya, Susan McKenzie. Yes. Oh, I love you too, Susan. I hope to see you over the holidays. Um, and I will bring some sunglasses. That's what you get your mom for Christmas. Or like that would be really funny. What if I get her a coupon for 50% <laughs> off? <laughs> Michael sunglasses. <laughs> yes. Saw some yes. for like five bucks instead of 10 or whatever I was trying to do. Uh that would be that's great. A little, that's a little inside baseball joke if yeah. you don't listen to all these episodes. Oh, Chris right. listens to all these episodes. I, of course I do. <laughs> I, what, what, what makes me so interested is when I met Michael, he was like a hippie, um, wear the same clothes, and just run places, Michael. Okay. To think of him even think of him even caring about making money. It's like, what do you mean? Like, why are you trying to hustle to earn money? What are you buying? I don't get it. All right. That's an yeah, what you Just because I wear tie-dye shirts doesn't mean I'm a hippie, but I do like to run places. And uh I remember, yeah, talking about I'm sorry, about it was also the bandanas you wore often. Uh, oh, and, I forgot. Yeah. You're right. You're right. All right. I'm a hippie who likes to run. Okay, so we threw out a few topics. Um, <laughs> one that really could have been its own episode that Will threw out that I was excited about was Reindeer. And then, mm-hmm. of course, we said Christmas songs. That was Chris's idea that sparked this whole Christmas special. Mm-hmm. And uh, Christmas movies feels like a shoe-in. Chris jokingly said Hallmark, Hallmark movie titles, but we're not going with that. If you guys think of anything else that wants to come up or or, or th- that comes up that you want to rank, let me know. I'm sure we can pull something together. 
I thought maybe just quotes from the movie Jingle All the Way would be great. I wish I would have thought of that earlier. Anyway, uh, which one of these would you like to start with? Oh, Chris, do you want to start with a Christmas hot take? I forgot you threw that out as an icebreaker, and then I didn't yes. think of one. But I'll I come would, up with no, one. No, we have to. Yeah, I would love to go around the room uh, and do a Christmas well, I might hot need, take. Like, I might need like the rest of the episode, but I'll think about oh, it. Okay. Well, you have until the end of the episode to give a hot take. All right. What you got to do. Um, What's your Christmas <clears throat> hot take? So I'm going to go with just a take that I feel is a fact, and then I'm going to go with a hot take. Um, oh. The movie Die Hard is not okay. a Christmas movie. Mm. Um, that's just a fact to me. It was came out in the summer. Um, mm. It was a summer blockbuster. Oh, yeah, you were old enough. Uh, that's correct. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the, it is, to me, just because a movie happens to like take place during the Christmas season or has Christmas anywhere in it does not mean it's a Christmas movie. There's a certain okay. more criteria that needs to be involved. For instance, Honestly, okay. to me, to be a Christmas movie, uh, if you take Christmas out of the movie, it has to completely change the movie to me, or it has to just, it's not the same. Mm. So my hot take is Home Alone, not a Christmas movie. Oh, no, that completely changes it? No, no, it doesn't. If he's home alone, wait, you're saying, not you're during saying, Christmas. Wait, wait, wait. wait Chris. You're saying Home Alone isn't a Christmas movie? That's a Christmas-ass no. movie, and it no, does completely not. change it. One, you're making up like your own definition, but I think even by your yes. definition, it still is. It's completely different. No, 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 no. What do you enjoy? That movie is all about a 10-year-old boy getting left home alone and because his family's vacationing for Christmas, and he has to defend it doesn't his house matter. using it Christmas does not, things, and no, all the lessons no, he learns no. are about Christmas. And then in the no. second one, he gets a Christmas ornament. Then he sees the biggest Christmas tree in the world. What would he just Let find a big you. ass oak tree in the second one if Ta- it wasn't if you, about Christmas? That if you take worked. away you all, take away all of the Christmas things, it's still the same movie, and we still love it. Christmas does no. not matter. What what about the choir concert with the old man's granddaughter? What song would they sing? What if there's no Carol the Bells? There's no Home Alone. You take Carol the Bells that's out of that movie, that's changing it. the movie. Yeah, that changes everything. You're, no, no, you're that's that's ridiculous. You're taking away it's, like the the least important four percent of the movie and saying no, you're throwing away the whole movie. It's not it's, that important. You're saying if it was movie. during the summer, it would be the same movie. Yeah. No, it's fueled by Christmas spirit. Okay, you're saying it, it would be the same movie if he didn't have those gloves with the, the mittens with the fingers that fold back. No. Okay, that's no, no, pretty no, no, sweet. Mike, me, I love that part. But <laughs> I, I do. Take, it, I love the movie. Okay, Will, come on, let's hear it. Well, okay. So my thing is this: is the end of the movie, which is him waking up on Christmas morning and sad that his family's not there, and he makes a wish that like they will come back. And be with him and his mom shows up on Christmas morning and the family shows up. Same with Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. That is like the, if you remove that scene, it was just like the mom coming in and be like, I'm home. It's a different movie. Now, Will, it would have been the same movie if on the 4th of July, he prayed to George Washington (laughs) to bring his mom home. It would have been the same exact movie, same story. She came in on a rocket. (laughs) Um, If you were to ask, hey, what is like your top 10 moments from Home Alone? Nothing about it would be a Christmas thing. It's all about the hijinks that happens when they try to rob the place. Um, 
I would say the same thing about Harry Potter, though. Like, my 10 favorite things about Harry Potter aren't the spell. No, I'm not talking about Christmas. I'm talking about, like, the magic is, like, my least favorite part about Harry Potter. But it's a movie about magic. So if you took the magic away, it's not the same movie. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Like, most people's favorite parts about movies aren't, like... Such, aren't as like like Christmas is like a setting in itself. You're normally going to gravitate toward like funny moments or people in relationships, and those like are hard to be. You know, every joke Chris, doesn't need to be about Christmas. I don't know. Chris is how old are you now? Seventy three years old, and he's right. not going to change his mind. Yeah, he's, he's dug his heels in. We're not going to convince him. Yeah. Let him have his hot take. Thank you. Seventy three years old, still can't afford a microphone. <laughs> but he can't afford to still doesn't need a microphone okay um can i read you what's on the front of the home alone vhs yeah please it is when kevin's family left for vacation they forgot one minor detail kevin uh, but don't worry he cooks he cleans he kicks some butt yes also you know what's on the cover 10,000 Christmas lights and a bunch of snow. Great. I'm just saying. And Joe Pesci. Uh, so how would he have stopped? That one room would be... You take I want to ta- stop talking about one it. I, I want to move on. Okay. Uh, I have a proposal. What if we do, in, for movies, <laughs> we do uh, Christmas movies and movies that have Christmas? To make Chris happy? No, I'm, I think that's fun, too. Two separate lists, because mine would be different. Oh, I don't know. Whatever. I let's don't. just go with our own interpretation of Christmas. <laughs> yeah, movies. let's just okay. fire away. We're All already right. in the episode. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to yeah. research anything else. Well, just, well, I feel like you, know, you don't have to research. I'm just saying, think about it. All right, I, maybe my brain just, doesn't work. Let's do what the people want here. Like, and if this takes the whole episode, maybe we don't even get to movies or songs. Let's talk reindeer. Come on, okay. Okay. start off reindeer. Merry Christmas, baby. You showed it three midnights Merry Christmas, baby You showed it three midnights Bought me a diamond ring for Christmas And I feel like I'm in paradise Feeling mighty fine, Lord. Got my music on the radio Greetings, Michael, and all of the other List Wars All-Stars, who I'm sure are being brought back for this very special Christmas edition. I appreciate being invited back for a hopefully better-produced and less masturbation-centered edition of Louis History Corner, official jingle to be released in Q2 of 2022. I promise I will try to keep it brief. Last weekend, after driving through a locally curated holiday lights display, something that occurred to me was that our three-year-old son, Reardon, has no idea who Krampus is. One of the displays had a slightly demonic semblance of a creature with horns and a red jacket, of who I can only assume was Krampus, stealer of naughty children and German-Austrian Central European foil to St. Nicholas. If there are those unfamiliar with this figure, he was what happened to children who did not behave during the year and were thought not to be deserving of gifts from old St. Nick often depicted with branches for presumably whipping naughty children and a basket or bag for carting off the bad boys and girls to who knows where. He seemed to be the much harsher predecessor to simply receiving coal in your stocking if you were a little shithead to your parents. One historian's justification for such a harsh figure in folklore 
is that Krampus's origins date back to several hundred years ago, when Christmas wasn't much of a festive season for the average European mountain-dwelling Christian. It was the start of a long, hard winter, where survival wasn't a given, and patience was probably running thin for the parents who didn't want to be stuck inside with annoying children for several months. In a time of such mass commercialization of Christmas and the other winter holidays, I'm trying to f find a way to incorporate some of the older traditions to our son's upbringing, and will try to accompany traditionally Christian holidays with the more ancient or pagan ones that our ancestors might have practiced around the same times, be it the solstices, times of harvests, or lunar festivities. Merry Christmas to those who partake, and happy holidays to those who do not, and much love to my favorite podcast made by friend I've had since 1999, possibly before some of your listeners were even born. Good night, and good luck! I'm gonna kiss you, baby, underneath the mistletoe. Said I came down the chimney, half past three. Left all them presents for my baby. And I said, Merry Christmas, baby. You saw the tree. I'm a paradise. Here? Yeah. Are we guys. doing top three of each? I mean, I I think three is probably a safe bet, or we could just be really brief. Um, yeah, let's just oh, do whatever. three. Does, does that work for you? Three? Yeah. And are yep. we going to do a master list for each one? No, maybe we just nominate one award for the best reindeer mm. of each. And okay. I don't know. Or we just don't, or it doesn't matter. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Uh, <laughs> we rate each movie by reindeer. That's a four four reindeer movie right there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> All uh, right, do you want me to start reindeer? Or, or how reindeer? many hoes? We rate we give it we give it a certain amount of hoes. Michael, let's get PG, Mike. Come on, uh, buddy. Uh, no, Chris, saying... Chris, I'm Chris. I'm so sorry. I told him to be on his best behavior. <laughs> I, we had a long talk. Some might even call it an intervention. Okay, we yeah. had his mom and brother on the line, and I'm just sorry he's doing this. Yeah, I didn't even yeah. think about that when I said the nine hose deep. I was just like saying, not, I was like literally just thinking hose, like ho ho ho. <laughs> yeah, we know. Yeah, you got a pure sure, mind. Sure, we buy heart. we buy that. Yeah. Okay. So will All right. you want to give us your number so, 3 reindeer? Yeah, my number my number 3 reindeer is Donner. Um <laughs> you know, he's a weird dude like yeah. like, yeah. like Don like Don like John like, Tyler it, all over again. It is. <laughs> John exactly Tyler is a great present name. <laughs> Donner is just like a. He just seems like a cool dude. He's like a reindeer you want to get a beer with. No, Donner's like the guy you would like you're only friends with cuz he helps you with the, your taxes. No like, way. Donner's a dog. He's Donner's sweet. A nerd. Like, he, like you walk into the bar, you no. shoot in pool. And uh I you know, Don cool. yeah, my thing about Donner is that it, it just seems like uh, uh, all of them have like crazy weird names that are like right. uh, very Christmassy. It feels maybe it doesn't feel Christmassy. I don't know. Uh but yeah, I just Donner is such Dixon? like a yeah, Vixen's too. I'm not gonna get into Vixen, but Donner's just so like it looks like someone was trying to spell a word in Scrabble, <laughs> and they just like went for it and was really confident in it. But it was yes. still only worth like eight points, and it wasn't a word. <laughs> and someone challenges them, so uh, I like who, Donner. I like I like Donner. 
Okay. Tight. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I ranked Donner last on my list. I ranked them all, of course, but... Oh, all right. Uh, Donner's Chris? last? Donner was yeah. close to my top three for the same reasons Will said. He's like... Thank you. He's a, you know, you know, there's something up with that guy. He's the guy who's in the in the group, and you're like, I don't even know what he does, but he's always here, so he's part of the crew. Yeah. He's yeah. a mystery. You guys clearly haven't hung out with Donner outside of work like I have. It's <laughs> no, we haven't. Yeah, he's not the same person. My number of the three is Dasher. I think it's a pretty cool okay. name. He's clearly the lead of the pack. Um, Seems like just a straight up good dude. So uh, he's just going to get my vote at number number three. That's uh, very honestly. He feels very businessy. He feels very like I'm going to get the job done. Yeah. Um, he's 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 no play. He's, well, he's work hard, play hard. Dasher yeah. is. Yeah. See, I think I think Dasher is everything Blitzen wishes he could be. Like he plays sports, but he's actually athletic and doesn't just drink a bunch of no. beers and be a Chad. And hey, hey, Mike, can you stop like comparing the names we choose to other reindeer names <laughs> that we might have on our list as like Correct. negative things? I need to get Correct. out of here and dunk on Blitzen. No, I'm pro Dasher. I think Dasher's great. I think he's the second hottest after Vixen. And uh, I googled reindeer, reindeer lore, and according to Miss Riley's elementary school class on twpunionschools.org, he mm-hmm. has a big heart, likes to party, and knows how to sew. Oh, that's with the, hooves. That's the full package. That, that honestly no, feels that like class, more of like a macrame. Uh, what? That class has no idea what they're talking about. No. Okay. No. Also, Miss Riley no. Port. She's actually a substitute. I realize it says I knew slash it. substitutes. So, yeah, I knew it. <laughs> so why does she have a page on the school if she's a sub? They must like her. All right, my number three though. Uh, my well, or Chris, what was yours? Dasher. I'm trying to, you know, keep got to keep this updated. My number three is uh, Rudolph. You got to give credit. Will, I knew you were going to come in here and shit on Rudolph. I could have called that from a mile away. Of course, I also thought Chris was going to come in here and talk about how much he loves Die Hard. But I knew you were coming here. My thing, yeah, Rudolph Rudolph is weak, to be completely honest. You got to give credit where credit's due. I grew up with him. I love him. It's a true underdog story. He's the hometown hero. And I think he's humble about it. Do you think he's changed? I feel like... He's gracefully stayed humble about his role in saving Christmas. That's fair. Uh, Chris, do you want to tell us something? You look like you're trying to get our attention. No, I'm trying to talk to my wife off camera right now. Is she <laughs> saying stuff about Rudolph? Ask her, if, ask her what she no. thinks about Rudolph. She's hearing this and saying, Michael really said Rudolph? He just said Rudolph? Are you kidding me? No. Oh my God. Come on, Michael. <laughs> that, I didn't, that doesn't I sound like Sarah. Did that. No. And... He has the most quantifiable superpower of all the reindeer. No. Michael, jeez. Like, honestly, Rudolph is a nerd, and we all yeah. know he's a nerd. Oh, my God. This is like just He's the some, worst reindeer. Yeah, you probably think Tom Brady's not a good quarterback, right? Or something like that. Just because he's great and the GOAT. Okay. Anyway, why is he uh, the why is he the Will? greatest? Because he's, he's safe. Yeah, Christmas. I'm gonna go to number two. I'm yeah. moving on because I don't want to talk about Rudolph <laughs> we live anymore. In a we've world. honestly we've given it him more light than we should have. Okay. Uh, really? I'm gonna move on because he yeah, gave my number two my number light two than we deserved enough light to save Christmas. But continue. Honestly, that was the first time it was foggy. Yeah, right. That was a pity hire. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
first time it had fogged in centuries. That badly? Yeah. Yes. Come on. Yeah. Oh my god. Come on. They just they just wanted to give the kid a break. Yeah. Um. Okay. My number two so is coming. Santa Claus's judgment. Mm. I just want to say. I'll do that all day. Okay. Um, <laughs> Comet. Comet is my number two. Right, um, he seems like a football star, like a jock. Um, but, you know, down to earth because he's like hanging out with all his like brothers and sisters and, you know, chilling. Family um, guy. Yeah, he's a family guy, but he's also like he's star of the he's star of the football team. He also like volunteers a lot. Uh, um, he has like a younger seat sister and he taught her math like that's the vibe i'd get from that's comet cool. um, <laughs> oh, obviously comet is like a nickname uh i bet his name is something just like normal like yeah. justin but like he goes by comet <laughs> i do think comet's the coolest name Comet's a cool name all right that's all i gotta say about comet chris yeah i got no no comment you know i'm down with that uh two for me is blitzen uh mm. I- <laughs> guys Blitzen, uh, I'm just attracted to the name. It uh, it's fun to say. You know, Blitzen, mm-hmm. he's he's getting after it. He's bringing the party uh, to the crew. He brings the coolness factor of this whole crew up just five notches. Um, I'm in on Blitzen. Absolutely. So I'll just go now because Blitzen's my number one. Let's just talk. Yeah. Let's talk Blitzen. Yeah. So I love Give us how the backstory of Blitzen, like, please. Oh no! I just like oh, I've got a backstory, but like yeah. the Z in the middle of his name is huge. Yeah, yeah. put uh, some respect on that. We're talking about the character of the reindeer. We're not talking just names. Like his, says who? His... Says who? S- says who? Okay. It's not. I was talking about we're reindeer. These, these reindeer? are these are, these are made up reindeer. We're I don't know reindeer? what to say. <laughs> <laughs> take. There's there's your hot take. Uh, I said we're reindeer. It's reindeer, real to me. Reindeer names. It's still it's real. To me. <laughs> For all that you've done with your bodies, it's still real to me, damn it. Um, okay. So, Blitzen, I'm, I'll get to like Blitzen, it, the Z in the middle is solid. It's a but I'll also say this 100%, Blitzen did not, just like Comet, he, that's a nickname, man. Like they call him, they call him Big Blitz. <laughs> obviously so he's like the offensive lineman on the football team uh if you've seen um varsity blues he's billy bob uh <laughs> that's, a, that's a deep cut um james vanderbeek sorry i'm just saying words now uh yeah you are so, <laughs> related to varsity blues a, a john voight classic um, but, <laughs> but blitzen i think is the coolest name he's got like the highest energy and um, Rudolph sucks. That's all I got to say. That's my number Okay, one. okay. I, I have Blitzen at number eight, only above Donner. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. He's a Chad, dude. I'm just saying Blitzen would be nowhere without Dasher. Like, Blitzen gets the girls, but Dasher puts in the work. And Dasher's my number two. What's the work when... There we go on. I'm just saying, like, did you see their last football game? All right, but I'm going to cut Chris and go my number one and... My, you've only you've only done three. You didn't no, do two D- yet. Dasher is my two. Okay, we talked about it. Dasher and how he's okay. everything Blitzen wishes he could be. <laughs> but <laughs> number one has got to be Prancer. Oh my god! Prancer knows how to get down. I think Prancer's probably the third hottest after Vixen and Dasher. 
And why are you talking about hottest? Oh, yes, yeah, Vix. Like you made fun of us for like just talking about their names, and you're talking about like Google, their attractiveness level. Google Vixen pictures. The reindeer. Don't reindeer. do it. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> don't do it. Google don't do reindeer. Don't, don't Google I have Vixen, Vixen Google pictures. nine hose deep Vixen <laughs> on pictures. I have Vixen Picks. number four because she's the hottest, but. I feel like Prancer's the most fun. He also likes to party, knows how to get down. He, You want to go karaoke with him, but you'll also let him watch your kids. Just like dependable, solid dude. He strikes me as well-traveled and like has a really good, like a lot of worldly takes on just like life, but he's not egotistical about it. Like he'd be a great listener, slow to talk, and you just want to be around him. Um, Prancer is not a nickname you uh, you get out of respect, I'll tell you that right now. No. These other okay, guys like Blitzen, <laughs> Comet, cool nicknames because they've earned them. No, Prancer is, the <laughs> oh my gosh. Prancer is his being his one true self and he's proud of it and he's got nothing to hide. Okay. That's fair. He doesn't Do need you know a what? nickname. I Prancer is my least, I, he would be my last place yeah, name. My if, what? Yeah. Oh last my place God. name. The oh um, number one name for me. Um, We're not doing names. We're doing the reindeer guys. Correct. I'm going to check right. the original text. The number one reindeer, reindeer for me is Dancer. Let me tell you why. Uh, Dancer's my number five. Five. That's good. The image, you know, in uh, the Olympics, the the show horses, and they're like the horses mm. are like stepping sideways. Um, oh, are they dress, prancing? Dressage. Are they prancing? The, I don't like know, when you're Michael. Screaming. The the so image <laughs> the image of a reindeer dancing is uh, just fun and funny to me. I enjoy it so much. And if he's yeah. so good at it, the other dudes are like, "Yeah, you're the best. You're a dancer." Uh, yeah. So one. it's a dressage. That's what it's called. If you want to know the horse dancing, um, I had a boss who was a horse lady. She still is. Nice. Shout out to Evan. Oh wow, Evan's she didn't do dressage, cool but. Okay. Um, so I feel like best reindeer goes to Dasher, just mathematically. Sure. Tight. All right. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> you win. Can you email the stores podcast at gmail.com to get Blitzen your got a one and a two. That's all I Yeah. Blitzen say. got a one and two. It's definitely and a nine. Or no, and an eight. Okay. Right mm-hmm. in. And tell me if I'm wrong here, but I feel like uh, these guys are off the mark. Did you find that text, Will? Did it say reindeer yeah, I names? Said, I said reindeers, but that's what I meant, reindeer names. Oh, that's way less interesting. I mean, it doesn't matter because Chris and I are right and you're wrong. Yep. Rudolph is dumb. That's yep. true. D- dumb name, dumb horse. Dumb horse. <laughs> uh, show some respect. Patient we wait with bated breath for snow to fall softly through the barren trees and scatter across the weary grass as tapered silence stains the ground. A tart breeze twitches toward bare cheeks and noses, muffs donned on ears, mittens covered over hands, and the clicking of chattering teeth echo and assuage the sting of the crisp winter air. Twinkling lights of soft reds and greens and whites dangle from trees and glitter from windows while peppermint and cinnamon dance through the kitchen air and laughter spills like a bottle of red wine. 
gifts surround a drooping and prickly green fur, tired from holding up its delicately placed adornments, while the lights smile sweetly through sparkling branches and reflect in the giddy eyes and eager hearts. Christmas is here. The sights beckon us to chaos, the sounds call us to frenzy, and the smells drift us to havoc. But through the tearing of wrapping paper under the tree, the crunch of the snow beneath our feet, and the howl of the winter wind in the morning frost, a quiet, a calm, a peace sets in. Like a slow, deep breath after a run, like a long sip of morning coffee, Peace swallows us wholly because Christmas is here. Time races forward through the hustle and the bustle, and still it is here. In the now and in the not yet, Christmas is here. Hey, how's it going there, List War patrons and cosmonauts and subscribers and listeners and fellow humans? It's the holidays, it's Christmas, it's Hanukkah, it's all of the above. And I was thinking of a few different lists, a few different things, top five worst Christmas um, top five worst Christmas practices top five best Christmas practices uh, you know things like when to put up your tree when to take your tree down um, top five Christmas movies obviously top five or top five worst uh, ways to give or receive a Christmas gift, but I really couldn't come up with a cool little fun list, so I decided to ask a few questions. I've, you know, I've been getting philosophical with it. Um, I'm thinking about the movies right now. I'm thinking about you know the big, the big two, the big three. I mean, in my brain, it's. A Christmas Story, and National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And if you want to throw in, I mean, it's debated who gets that third spot, you know? Um, Home Alone, some would say Grinch, some would say the uh, animated Rudolph. Some would even say that Elf is ready to be slotted in at uh, a timeless classic position of number three. Um... But how long do these movies get to last? I mean, let's see here. A Christmas Story. Let's type it in. A Christmas Story. 1983. Um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, 1989. I mean, I've been watching these movies every year for Christmas uh, ever since I was alive. I think my... Uh, you know, my parents have been watching them every year uh, since it came out. It's a pretty impressive run. It's going on like 40 years of being a every Christmas tradition. Is this just sort of, you know, in 100 years, Is this are we still going to be 
watching these movies or you know next year does it uh will it all of a sudden become irrelevant uh but i'm mainly thinking about that third spot what is that third legendary christmas movie i don't think it can be debated that a christmas story and christmas vacation take spots one and two but who is that third spot going to um and is it Elf? Who knows? Um, you should put your Christmas tree up right after Thanksgiving. You should take your Christmas tree down within a week of New Year's Day. I think that's, that's just kind of what a decent human would do. Um, regular eggnog is better than eggnog with alcohol in it. Um, a good Christmas beer, I would say, is Stella. Everything else is just kind of trashy. Um, Christmas beers, they suck. And, uh, I'll give my hot take on the, uh, the best way to give a gift. And I do think it's the old, um you lead the child to believe he's opened up all of his presents. And then a few moments, maybe an hour later, uh, he discovers his big, big deal present. Um, that's probably the coolest thing a kid can ever experience. However, moving forward, there's always going to be a little tiny expectation in the back of his head that that'll happen again, even if it doesn't. Uh, I'm 30, and I'm still convinced that uh, it could still happen again. So, Mom, Dad, if you're listening, don't be scared. All right, Merry Christmas. Okay, so I care about the, like, songs way less. That would be a fast one for me. Oh, really? I like Uh, that. it's funny because thinking about Christmas songs, there's so many I don't like, but the ones that I do like, I really like. Okay. So for me, it's like picking three is just so impossible. I love most Christmas songs. I still got an iPod mini that's, mm-hmm. you know, can hold a thousand songs and it's filled with only Christmas songs. Kevin Hamilton and I Hamilton and I's collection passed that up a while ago, but I still plug it into my car this time of year. And yeah, see that I'm. We can do. Wait, which one do we want to do first? Songs? Do we want to go songs now? We we can do songs. I'm I'm more excited about the movies, but I, now we're talking about songs. Well, let's let's and just I save it. Music. Let's save movies. Then. Save it. Yeah. Hold it. Yeah. So Christmas songs okay. to me, I love Christmas music. It as just as a genre, I listen to it all year round. It's I just yeah. love it. It. What's difficult is when I was thinking about Christmas songs. Is it just like the song itself or a specific version? Uh, mm, done by yep. an artist of the song. Oh yeah, I would clarify. Um, that's uh, that was a tough one to think through. Um, but my list of possible songs is like half a sheet long. Movies, yeah, is just eh, okay. I and I guess yeah, I didn't want to convey that I don't like Christmas music. I love it. I just it feels impossible to pick three out for me. I couldn't. That's like, a fact. I don't know. That's true. It's story. like there's like a hundred that I love, and so. I was like, okay, these feel like objectively good and special to me. I have seven written down 
end, but like it's on a one, two, three. So I have three written down for three and two for two and two for one. I don't know what that means, but I guess I was taking notes. Okay. See, I I feel the complete opposite from you both is that I really don't like Christmas music at all. Mm. And like, but there are certain songs that like get me going and I'm like, oh, this is a great song oh. either because it's the artist or I just like the lyrics or the person performing it. Um, and like, so mine are very obscure Christmas songs. In like artists. Rudolph, the Red Nosed Reindeer. No, like all those songs are garbage, hot garbage. <laughs> it's like, it's like Raffi sang them all. <laughs> hey, the worst that's a, that's Raffi's a, that's got some bangers. Reference. Yeah, he's got, I'm, I'm in. Is the worst <laughs> Christmas song Dominic the Donkey, the Italian Christmas Donkey? Um, it might be. I mean, the pre-chorus is donkey squeals, like actual donkey squeals. I don't I think that might be it. I also yeah. don't like um, Snoopy's Christmas. Uh, he's a, oh, like a World War II fighter pilot. Oh, wait. I like the Charlie Brown Christmas song, like yeah. the Overture. Yeah, yeah Overture's. That's I don't song. know this World War II one. He gets shot down by the Red Baron, but not really. He just... they. <laughs> anyway, go listen to this, this song. This doesn't sound like it. a Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah. This is the perfect example of what you're saying. This is not a Christmas movie, <laughs> uh, dude. A Red Baron Christmas. Okay, delicious. So Sponsored by the pizza. Chris, yeah. how about you go first for Christmas songs? I don't even. I have like a top eight written down on the fly. I'll go. Let me choose. go. I'll go first. Okay. <clears throat> Number three. I'll go first. Okay. So one, I want to say we we're talking about bad Christmas songs. The worst Christmas song disguised as or that as played too much and it's it sounds bad is Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney, one of oh, the greatest dude. artists of our generation. That's one of the worst songs running. ever written. That's in my It's running. one of the worst songs Why? ever written. Period. The, the it sounds star? bad. The music is bad. No, it's I love it. He has said that that song is bad. Okay. Mm. This he, that's just the song like his is bad. opinion, man. It's his song. Yeah. Do, we, do we want to take this time to talk about Get Back right now, or we just want to save that for another? I'm, I've got one more episode left. Incredible, oh. am I right? It's unbelievable. It's so good. Michael, when he's, you're playing pickleball for five hours. Go watch this documentary. When he is playing Let It Be for the first time, coming up the lyrics, just goosebumps. Yeah. yeah. Goosebumps. Yep. Ooh, and there's people just eating toast in the background, like not even caring about yeah. what's happening. Yeah. yeah. The, writing one of the greatest songs ever written. I'm really excited um, to watch that. I do. Peter like Jackson is a god. He is so Peter Jackson is an incredible man. And I love him. Can yeah. you imagine what we the last four on. years of his life has been? He has not seen yeah. daylight. Um, <laughs> that would get rough after a while. That, what, did, what was the World War One called? They should not grow old. Yeah. Mm. I never watched that either. Did, that did you watch that one, Chris? I haven't seen it. No. So he did the same thing with a World War One documentary where he found old footage of like it was old British footage of like the English military troops in Germany. And he restored it to 4K and colorized it and told the story of like one specific battle. And he pulled interviews from like the 1960s mm. of these men who fought there, like talking about it. It is it is mm. haunting. It's yeah. it's actually it's kind of gruesome and it's haunting like the stories mm -hmm. they tell because World War One was like the worst thing in the world, yes. um, but incredible. Peter Jackson MVP. Okay, I'll go. Yeah, Sorry here we go. for monologuing. <laughs> um, 
Okay, so this, once again, like I said, I like Christmas songs that don't really sound like Christmas songs. Um, these are all very deep cuts. Um, so I like the song. In most, most likely, you guys haven't heard a lot of these versions of these songs. So you guys can't, you guys will be like, eh. Okay, so my first, my number three is Christmas Must Be Tonight. Uh, it is a song that was originally written by the band. Um, and I like the version by Bahamas. Um, oh, there's I a like really, Bahamas a lot. Yeah, there's a really good Christmas album called Brushfire Holidays. There's three versions of it. It's a bunch Ooh. of like indie artists doing cool Christmas songs. Ooh, so I guess Christmas Must Be Tonight by Bahamas. I'll pipe or, them all in in the episode yes. after we say On a hillside Over my flock I bite On a cold winter night But I've never heard this album And I like Bahamas So I'm going to listen to that later Same, I'm interested Yeah, it's really good So that's my number three Great pick Uh, Mike, you want to go now? I would love to I just got to decide I'm going to stay unobjective and go with Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays by NSYNC because that song is so fun and good. Oh my gosh. I love pop Christmas songs and that one's really nostalgic for me. Okay. Okay. All the love will show I'm not going to say I didn't even like it. I'm surprised it's in the top three of all time, but I I got no hate for it. So all my favorite Christmas songs, I feel like are like pop songs or songs like simply having a wonderful Christmas time, like the classics that my parents would put on around Christmas time. I do think I'm most I will say this is that I am I am not a very nostalgic person. I don't think. And so but Christmas is a very nostalgic time. And so I think songs like this of people who were born in like the early 90s and grew up during the NSYNC era, like songs like this and Mariah Carey and, and stuff like that. Those are all more yeah. nostalgic to us than the Bing Crosby's. Um, yeah. But like my parents, I still remember uh, my dad came home from Walgreens and at the register made the purchase of the Elvis Christmas CD and my mom made him take it back and return it because she had got it for him for Christmas. So like the (laughs) Elvis Christmas CD. So it's either like their hits or me and Joey's hits are are nostalgic. And I did. So 
that one you mentioned, All I Want for Christmas is You, might be like the objective goat, and that would have been the yeah. one that took this spot. So that's that's just off my list at four. To me, the that Mariah Carey song, All I Want for Christmas is You, that's uh, that's like the Rudolph. You know, it's like, yeah, it really should be number one if we're like just being like, what's the, it's the goat. It is the Most Tom Brady. Played. Yeah. 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 But uh, I just couldn't put it on my list. But I got nothing but respect for that song. Um, it's so good. It is. This is tough. How much money do you think that she has made <laughs> off that song? Like like millions? You think she's I, made millions of dollars off that song? I'm going to say it. I think Mariah Carey has made more off that song than Tom Brady has made true. off of any song. Oh, okay. That is true. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> he got That's you. You point. fell for it. He, he got, got you. He got me. He um, got me. All right. Sorry. Have you, you guys, a uh, quick aside. Is anyone familiar with the podcast 60 Songs That Explain the 90s by Rob Harvilla? No, that sounds incredible. Though. No, I, I would highly it, recommend it. Um, Rob Harvilla is just the funniest, coolest. His delivery is amazing. All these episodes open up with like a 20 minute monologue, just him talking about a song. Um, it is awesome. And he did one on uh, All I Want for Christmas is You. And um, he talked about, sadly, his, Mariah Carey's marriage with her producer, who was like mm-hmm. slightly like a mob boss. Um, yeah. So when you think about how much that. money she made for this song, it might not be much. It seriously could just be some record exec uh, who made all this money. You're saying there's a chance uh, Tom so. Brady has made more or equal money from a song than Mariah has off this. Also, <laughs> do you like that podcast more than Strong Songs? Strong yes, Songs isn't necessarily funny, but... I do oh like gosh, it. I want to listen to this so badly. I'm looking at all the episodes. This looks it's so phenomenal. Good. He is so, yeah. and he's oh, from gosh. Ohio. He's about five years older oh, than wow. me. So, but most of the way so he describes 81. this music is like, yes, I under, I get, I completely get that. You know, like, oh, I heard this yeah. because my friend's older brother like said, you got to listen to this Dr. Dre song. I'm like, yeah, exactly. Oh, That's how it happens. Anyway. Oh my gosh, they've got one on cake, the distance. Oh, oh, oh pavement, good. gold sounds. Um, God, this looks so good. Thank you for the recommendation. Well, we should listen to them all and then do an episode on our favorite five episodes. <laughs> I'm in. Let's do it. I'm in. That'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be great. Will, invite your mom. She'll binge them all and be in with us. Yeah, she will. Okay. She, she knows what she's doing. Yeah. My third Christmas song of all time is slightly into the like overplayed genre, but uh, I think it's so good. It's Christmas. Baby, Please Come Home by Darlene Love. Yep. It's like 
her voice is so golden, and um, I enjoy just belting it out as loud as I can. And it's just an amazing song. And after seeing the documentary 20 Feet from Stardom uh, about backup singers, this makes me love this song and gives a more meaning to it. So uh, it's just amazing. So I'll piggyback on that. So that song is that song is my number one. Nice. Um, so that song by Darlene, Lo- like the Darlene Love version is incredible, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, it is so good. Uh, and that's probably one that would probably be on my list as well. The Darlene mm-hmm. Love version. But the 90s boy that I am an early 2000s boy <laughs> is like, I love the Death Cab for Cutie version. Yes, I have so much. So I've that never heard amazing, it. He, just Ben Gibbard is his voice is so it. I mean, if you like Death Cab at mm-hmm. all, or if any, if you ever listen to Death Cab, you just know um, his voice, or you like his voice. It's it's a give or take uh, type of voice, but I really really like that version of it. Um, it makes me very happy because it almost makes it sound like a sad song, just like he does. Do like that. Ben Gibbard makes everything sound like a sad song. Yes. The snow's coming down I'm watching it fall Watching the people around Baby, please come I'm, I'm a little emo boy and I love I like the the sadness but the I mean the darling love version like makes me so happy too so I like it when an artist will take a song that is like incredibly happy and will put their own twist on it and make it feel like even more emotional Frisch's emo boy Frisch's emo boy <laughs> big big Frisch's big, emo boy <laughs> big, big, no, Frisch's big emo boy there you go I love that, Chris. Like, overplayed. When I think of Christmas music, like, I want the classics, and I'm going to overplay them all myself. I'll start Me too. the day yeah. after Halloween all day, every day. I'm going to hear all these a thousand times because, like, on the iP- Christmas iPod, there's just 30 different versions of, like, the same 10 songs, I feel like, right, is most right. of it. So for my first bullet point, I had a few poppy ones. and my second one, I wrote a few classics, like Simply Having Wonderful Christmas Time, Christmas, or sorry, Christmas, baby, please come home. And my actual pick, you know, I'm not changing it, is Last Christmas, I Gave You My Heart by Wham and a thousand other good versions, but I'm going with the Wham original.
that's a classic. That's classic. Uh, right. I like good. it. There's been so many newer versions of that song by like women, usually. Like indie yeah, like, artists will do that a lot. Or Taylor Swift. Yeah. Or yeah. Taylor Swift. Or Taylor Swift. Um, that's a yeah. I mean, that's a good song. George Michael is doing what he does. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I can get on board for that. Okay. What's your number two? Well, he let's go to Chris because I've already. Yeah. yeah, let's go to Chris for his number two. Okay. Um, my number two is "God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen." Oh, so good. By who? Bare Naked Ladies featuring Sarah McLaughlin. Two certain shepherds brought tidings of the same. How that in Bethlehem was born the Son of God by name. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. Comfort and joy. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. Oh my God! Get some BNL out of here. I, I love BNL. Oh. I do love BNL. It's so good. Um, I do like them, but that song is um, beautiful. It is just such a good sounding song. And, yeah. Um, what a combo what, too. I was gonna say, what an interesting combo to be together. Um, yeah, and it's just it. like it, it. Yeah. Okay, that's pure Christmas fun. Fun. I'm gonna jump in though, because my mm-hmm. number one is "God Rest You Merry Gentlemen" by Mannheim Steamroller. All these other things we've said, I love and are good songs that make me happy. But the Mannheim Steamroller "God Rest You Merry Gentlemen" it freaking rocks for one. But it is like actually magical to me. That mm-hmm. is like I feel like I am transported, and it's just like so many different parts where different instruments come in and it changes and I feel like it just sounds like Christmas that's my number one For a while, there was all these like, who did the a Trans Siberian Orchestra? I was I gonna say Electric too. Light Orchestra. I was gonna oh, say ELO. It's a different band. Trans Siberian, like this Christmas rock, yeah, like orchestra rock was the, big for a they, while. Our Nagel Orchestra teacher played with them, and the electric violinist came in and did a demo with this our class, and I got to play his electric violin. That was actually the first concert I've ever been to was Trans Siberian Orchestra, so it's hard for me to not put some favorites from them on here. But they're less of the classics I was nostalgic for. Yeah, but I do love some TSO. I think I've got all their albums. Are they still a thing? Are they around? I don't know. I would go again. Probably like, probably like a rendition of it. They're like the pops, right? Like, right. Well, I feel like, they, like, like the Lord of the Dance. People. 
that's what they're like. They came. Do you guys remember that? I don't know if you're. Yeah, Lord of the Dance. Like, the Lord of the Dance was like for a year. It was like the biggest thing in the world. And uh, I feel that the Sean Faraday. Well, I, I feel like Trans Siberian Orchestra also struck like gold with when their Wizards of Winter song was in the viral Christmas lights display the first time. Mm-hmm. That was cool mm-hmm. to have synchronized <clears throat> lights. That was the peak. It's Sean Garrity, right? Yeah. Am I wrong? Sean Chandler, Chandler Bing not, is afraid of him because his legs flip yes. about as if independent from his body. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was Sean Casey. Wait, now now I think I'm getting this wrong. You mean the mayor? Do some Googling. <laughs> no. <laughs> Michael Flat Flatley. Yeah, there <laughs> so you Sean go. Gar- yeah. Michael Flatley. Flatley. I don't know any of these names. Okay. He used to have a commercial. Like on okay, who didn't have a commercial at some point? That's true. The nineties were crazy. Everyone had commercials for everything. <laughs> um, okay, so I'll go my number two now. Um, my number two is another obscure one that I feel like I've never heard on the radio. Maybe I have. I don't know. Um, but it is like a uh, when I think about music, specifically Chris's music, I think about how to DJ my like family Christmas present opening or like the morning of because uh, like I, I just like to control the music. That's just something about me. And so I will put on very specific songs and very specific like playlists uh, because I don't want to listen to bad music. Um, So the song that I chose for my number two is Merry Christmas baby originally by Charles Brown, but performed my favorite version by Otis Redding. Mm. I don't know if I know the Otis. I'd probably yeah, know it when I hear it. Um, it's really, it's really good. Otis Redding's incredible. Like true. so soulful. It's upbeat. It's like it, it once again, it doesn't, it, it could be any song, but it is like a Christmas song. And it makes me happy that cause I do feel like so often for Christmas songs, like you listen to one, like little drummer boy, that's and my mom's favorite. That's like, my father-in-law's favorite. Like Angela from The Office. And it's it's like the least effort was put into the production of that song ever. Yeah. It was like the lowest effort. Like, all right, I guess let's do Little Drummer Boy. And they do it in like two minutes, like one take. And they're like, all right, done, cool. We're not going to get better than that. Uh, but something, I like it when they put a lot of effort into the song. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Merry Christmas Baby by Otis some friends of the show and hosts that couldn't be with us today to send in super special additions to the list wars Christmas special. And one of them is I asked Sam Myung to send me a song and he sent me himself playing Merry Christmas baby. So that'll be in wow. your ears at some point if it hasn't already. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, but like, I don't want to don't play, don't play that one. Like, when I don't you say it like, I thought it'd be funny I, I, to play it when you said that would be that would be very funny. But <laughs> I'll like play your version, honestly, yes. like I don't like Sam. I don't like what he's about. I don't like his energy. 
Um, <laughs> please don't. Okay. I'm, I'm joking. Sam, I haven't <laughs> talked to you in about seven years, but oh, I remember you shame. remember you warmly. Oh, I'm you guys are warming me tonight. Mm-hmm. Oh, Chris, are you biased? Do you feel like Christmas is a little bit about you since your name's in it? Obviously. Do you right. ever like yeah. like I'm sure you say like oh Jesus was a guy, but that's named after your dad. Do you ever say that's, that that's, to your kids? That's Chris's tagline. You know, Jesus was a guy. But <laughs> my name is Chris, and that's what we're about this year. Okay. Nope, I try to shy away from that, uh, actually. Anywho, oh, nice. um, my number one, and again, this is all tough. These all could be one or five. Um, Linus and Lucy by the Vince Garaldi hmm. Trio. When I hear is that, is that the one I'm thinking of? The classic, the most Charlie classic, Brown Christmas. Yes, it is. So Boom, yeah, you just hear that piano, and it's to me, it's just Christmas, oh, yeah. and it's fun. I love that it's one. beautiful. It's a perfect combination of yeah, just a a fun song, but a an amazing song, and um, I really enjoy it. it. Makes me happy every time I hear it. Yeah. Drifting into the magical vein that I praised yeah. the Mannheim Steamroller version for. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to throw out a few more um, honorable mentions and maybe some lesser known songs for people to check out. Please do. Uh, Will would also love some of your recommendations. Um, yeah. But the, <clears throat> on Christmas Day by Lead Belly. Um, I don't know. Lendl is like a, an old blues singer, and uh, it's just the most catchy song on Christmas Day. It starts out with a 30 seconds of him just like talking. <laughs> so get past that, and then just enjoy the song. That's really good. Okay. Um, More? I need to give me a second to actually look, look up some titles of these other ones that I want to recommend. Yeah. Quick shout out. Well, I mean, I know I'm. You think it's just I'll, I'll praise everything and anything Taylor Swift, but her Christmas song from two years ago, "Christmas Tree Farm," I think is great. I like the Blink One Eighty Two Christmas song, but I forget what it's called. I uh, like "Won't Be Home for Christmas." Uh, there's a off that same album I was talking about earlier. There's a song called "Christmas Blues" by G Love. Uh, and the special I sauce. Still- no, just G Love. I used to listen to G Love in the special sauce in high school. Um, and then there's also a version of Jingle Bell Rock by Rogue Wave. And Rogue oh, Wave I've heard that one. is great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, fun story and aside about Sufjan. Um, I, in like 2011, I went, I drove up to Indianapolis with a friend Thomas and saw Sufjan play a Christmas show. And he comes onto the stage dressed as a wizard and he, and he <laughs> reveals like a curtain and there's a giant wheel 
like a giant wheel and he that has all these Christmas songs on it and he would spin the wheel and like he would sing one of the Christmas songs just like a normal Christmas song none of like his but he had a whole mm-hmm. band out there someone was dressed like Spongebob someone was dressed like a polar bear like it was a very weird show but it was awesome <laughs> and then he did about a half hour of um, <laughs> Illinois songs off of Illinois oh, I thought you were going to say he did weird. a half hour of Weird, weird Al songs Got really weird. He just he just did like a surgeon over and over and over again. No, great great show, great Sufjan. And I also think he called it something weird, like the Surf Jan Spockanopolis tour. Wait, he pronounced um, it Surf Jan. That's hilarious. Yeah, get on. It's very funny. Oh, have you guys heard uh, the Shaggy Christmas song by like Scooby Doo and Shaggy? Or like um, it no, wasn't me. It wasn't me. Yeah, the island. It's not good. The island Christmas. Also, the Backstreet Boys Christmas song is nowhere near as good as the NSYNC Christmas song. That's fair. Okay. Any other ones? Nope. Cool. I say we um. let's move to movies. Let's move to movies. And so we're just doing our own interpretation because I could do Christmas movies and movies that have Christmas, but I'll just smash them together. Yeah, just forget about it. Let's just let's just do it. I had to have a hot take, and I did it. By the way, anybody else have a hot take they want to throw out just for funsies? Um, I feel like I made my, I, I laid down my glove in the reindeer conversation. No, I, I also, I mean, my first thing was a hot take too. Is like I think that watching people open Christmas presents is inhumane. <laughs> like what i think we should do what i think we should do is we should all like everyone gets their own room and you give each other christmas presents and you all come out and hug and then you make it not about the presents because i do think like sitting in the morning opening up presents especially like there's no kids in our family right now on either side so it's like you're all just like oh thanks for the and it's all very sweet right like oh thanks for the running shoes um that i asked for specifically and sent you the link to and you just Mm -hmm. bought online Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. it's just it's very disingenuine and it's just um like it's fun to be around family but i think way too much focus is on presents which i don't think is a hot take uh but (laughs) christmas is about more than the presents oh my god mom no it's not about the presents (laughs) yeah well those are part of it but he says it's not all of it it's not the only part I know, Will McKenzie. Yeah, okay, she's cool. She's okay. freaking out. <laughs> <ass, like, laughs> she's settled down now. <laughs> she, her job hit the floor at first. Yeah, uh, naturally. No, I feel like All I right. came up with a couple takes, though, when you're talking about that one. I think, especially as adults, well, you know, it's less practical, and I've gone back and forth on this, and I'll probably follow up again. It's better to to not send someone a link of what to get you in, like, have somebody shop for you and guess and risk failure. And like, you know, most adults can buy them whatever they want. Anyway, like it's fun to just like think of someone and do your best. And even if you fail, that's fine. I have a, I have a point on that. I think that if you cannot come up with an idea of what this person wants, that they will genuinely want, maybe you shouldn't be buying them a present. That's fair. I think that's fair. If you don't know the person well enough to understand what they would want or what they would need, why are you buying them a Christmas present? I thought you were going to say you should ask them, which feels more reasonable because maybe it's just like, I just don't know what they need and I really want, yeah. But I would say like, I get, I get, I get like a present from my like aunt and uncle-in-law and like, I don't need that. 
Like if they want to give me like a a gas gift card or like a gift card to Kroger or like 50 bucks, I'm like, cool, that's great. What's their problem, man? I'm just just saying, like, I I don't need anything from them. Okay. And another take, the best way to do Secret Santa, and again, maybe it's unrealistic. The best way to do Secret Santa is to make it so you have to make the gift. All the gifts are homemade. Mm. That'd be fun. Chris, we've done that. What do you mean that'd be fun? We've done that multiple times together. <laughs> and it was fun. <laughs> He's like, that would be fun to do again. I'm sorry. As I was thinking about, um, as Will was talking about the gifts, <clears throat> like when in history did it, like the commercialization in like the parents buying just gifts and gifts for their kids, when did that really take off? And, uh, how was that? How did that come about? Uh, the first period was in the 1840s when Christmas entered the Northeast and its big cultural centers like New York and Boston. And as commercially oh, tied as Just a commercially clarify. tied holiday aimed at children before then, Christmas was not widely celebrated in America. Mm hmm. I just I just typed in when was Christmas commercialized. Oh, I wrote wow. when did it become all about the presents? <laughs> <laughs> that looks similar. Because um, I feel like there's probably yeah like a, a twenty year period where at the beginning of that period there's a like, you would get apples and um, like stockings that someone knit you like oh this is great this is Christmas and then twenty years later it was like an easy bake oven and a cabbage patch doll or something that you had to get. Yeah. We're, we're still this in our twenties. In- so this is interesting. Uh, before 1931, there were many different de- depictions of Santa Claus around the world, including a tall gaunt man and an elf. <laughs> there was even a scary clause, but in 1931 Coca-Cola commissioned illustrator Haddon Sundelblom Sundblom. There we go. To paint Santa for Christmas advertisements. I googled the word gaunt to see what it means, and it just gives me more words to Google. I think it's like an infinite <laughs> loophole. Nobody really knows, and they just keep it's, it's just referencing other <laughs> definitions. But yeah, I didn't hear anything you said after the word tall gaunt man. <laughs> Basically saying Coca-Cola created the idea, or this dude, Haddon, or Hayden, H-A-D-D-O-N, created uh, our idea of Santa Claus as being a oh. portly man. Okay, I thank you, Coca Cola. I googled what reindeer is best, and Google tells me Rudolph. No. Okay, let's move on to movies. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to List Wars. I assume Michael put my clip first, just because I said that, and so then it'll be the most listened to. So you better do it, Michael. Otherwise, I will find you. Uh, today, I was going to do a dramatic reading of a children's book, but I decided that that was boring. Uh, I'm kidding. I just decided to do my top five Christmas movies. So we're just going to jump right into it. Number five, Jim Carrey Grinch. Uh, categorically, I really like Grinch. I think that the Jim Carrey Grinch is uh, pretty disgusting. I think it's awful. I think that the Grinch should never be adapted into a live action film. Because the costumes are just too weird. The Who's look too creepy. The Grinch looks like not Grinchy enough. He just looks like an ugly green person. Uh, I think Jim Carrey was actually a really bad casting decision. I think it was like they took that scene from the original Grinch 
where he gets the idea and he smiles really big, you know, and his hair like curls up and he looks really creepy. And the casting director saw that and thought that Jim Carrey could make that exact face. And that's the only reason they chose him. Uh, I think he's pretty terrible. And I really don't like the way they make it about how the Grinch was bullied as a kid to make you like feel bad for him. Uh, it just doesn't really, it's just not, it's just like they're, they're reaching, they're reaching way too far. Uh, so number five, Jim Carrey Grinch. Uh, I actually really don't like that movie, uh, but it is the fifth best Christmas movie because categorically all Christmas movies are trash. Uh, so that's just, you know, there you go. Number four, the Grinch 2018. Uh, it's just got everything better than the Jim Carrey Grinch. Uh, number one, it's animated. So that you can make some of the things cute, you can make some of them scary. Uh, number two, Benedict Cumberbatch, which is the Grinch, does a phenomenal job. Number three, Pentatonix theme song during the trailer. It's lit. Love Pentatonix. Cool. Uh, number four, Tyler the Creator, having the actual like main soundtrack. He did such a good job with it. It's so funny to listen to Tyler the Creator outside and then just like hear that pop into the film. Uh, and number five, there the moose is adorable. So I mean, like, what else you, what else do you want out of the movie? Uh, number three, the OG nineteen sixty six, how the Grinch stole Christmas, animated special. Oh, sorry, I need to take a drink. I've been sick for like two weeks. Um, I mean, this just has a special place in my heart. It's got all the nostalgia of being a kid and watching it and hearing it. My daughters love it. They love the song. Um, I think it's just, it, it is how the Grinch is like best enjoyed. Like everyone else is trying to recapture that kind of original magic of the Grinch, and they haven't done it. Uh, like the 2018 version came the closest, but this is just still by far my favorite. The narration makes it feel like a Christmas story that your grandpa would be telling you. The animation is really funny and quirky. Uh, it, it's just good. And the thing that I really like about it most is that the Grinch, you, you don't know why the Grinch is so angry. He's just like an angry dude who has his heart changed by genuinely happy people. And that's really, really cool. Uh, all right, up to number two on the Christmas movie list, Four Christmases. Uh, if you can tell, I'm actually not a big Christmas person. I, I think the season is more annoying than it is joyful, uh, mostly because... As a child of divorce, it's basically just associated with having way too many things to get to, way too many obligations, and not really being able to enjoy any of them. And Four Christmases just takes that, puts Vince Vaughn in that situation, who's hilarious in the right context. Sometimes sometimes Vince Vaughn gets a little too Vince Vaughn in some of his movies, and you're just like, okay, cool. But I think he's perfect in this one. Reese Witherspoon is super funny. Uh, and it kind of captures that, like, Christmas tension in like a funny, cute, resolve it kind of way. And I also just can never watch the church scene too much where Vince Vaughn has to play Joseph and Reese Witherspoon is playing Mary in that weird, like pastor, super energetic church. And how Vince Vaughn just like takes over the stage is just, it's just way too funny. I love that scene. Uh, number one, Die Hard, obviously. If you, it, it's just, I mean, I don't even have to explain it. It's obviously the best Christmas movie ever made. It was obviously intended to be the best Christmas movie ever made, and there's nothing else to say. So, what I'll wrap up with is a, a run back through the list. 
So number five, Jim Carrey Grinch, actually a trash movie. Number four, The Grinch 2018, great movie. Number three, OG, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, 1966. Number two, Four Christmases. Number one, Die Hard. Thanks, everyone. Uh, If you listen to this podcast, I personally love you. Uh, This podcast is so fun, and I want to give a big shout-out to Michael, who keeps running it and, you know, giving us all a a funny outlet to talk to each other and uh, giving me and my wife very funny content to listen to on our on our road trips and you know reveal big dark deep dark secrets about ourselves in a public way that somehow doesn't feel so public when you're sitting in your basement so uh yeah thank you very much michael and thank you very much to everyone who listens i hope you have a wonderful holiday season and get to spend some time off work and with your family who's going first i'll i'll go first again okay um Okay, so this one's a, this is a super hot take. Once again, like I, I like Christmas movies actually a decent amount. Um, and I was trying to think like, what do I include here? Of like, what do, what movie have I watched a lot the last few years? Um, that that almost and I'm trying to take that kind of the nostalgia out of it. And like, mm-hmm. what is a good movie? And then there's this movie. <laughs> called the night before with seth rogan anthony mackie and joseph gordon levitt about christmas and it's I'll... like i actually really like it i've watched it the last since it really came out when did it come out um uh when did it come out 2015 i've watched it for like the last five years oh, on, nice. around christmas time and it's it's kind of it's very seth rogan funny it's very like I don't know. It's it's not super crude or anything like that, but it is just like a good friend movie with a what bunch of a friends. I'm putting this on the watch list right now. Like it's it like Michael Shannon's in it is <laughs> a top, guy who, the, who the sells top, them weed. It's, it's kind of funny. Top review on Letterboxd is how is Michael Shannon in every movie? And it's as, <laughs> yeah. you, as you said his name. I read that. I don't know. I'm not going to say it's a great movie, but I like how it's centered around Christmas, staying with Chris's themes. Thank you. It's like very Christmas centric. It's about a guy who loses his parents. And so he spends Christmas Eve every single year since he was like a teenager with his best friends. And I like that concept. It's about them like growing out of it and like, should they do it next year? And is is this going to be the last year? And then trying to come up with new traditions. And it's, it's lovely. It's like a beautiful concept. And I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for that. Yeah. It's like my third favorite Christmas movie. <laughs> no, that sounds like a great pick in all things I like. It is it is not nostalgic at all. I'm going to go watch it. And then I'm going to meet you guys in the full Christmas movie zone. But I'll just say if I had to do a movies that have Christmas list, it would be Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, All the Harry Potters, Little Women. Okay. Now we can continue with the real ones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go. Um Christmas movies was tough for me and not just because I disqualify everything that's just has Christmas in there. Um, but I feel like, I don't know. There's a lot of classics. Maybe I haven't seen um, like oh, miracle nice. on 34th street, for instance. Sounds I don't so think boring. I've actually, I've seen, I've never seen that movie. So oh, we it, actually it owned like, the VHS of that and I never I, watched it. Dude, my mom got the DVD for free at Macy's one year, but we never watched exactly. it. I thought, I thought you were going to be the one who might bring boring old movies here, Chris. So I'm glad you didn't. Um, well, white Christmas almost got into my top three, but it didn't. Um, okay. But my number three is actually a newer movie 
It's a Netflix original called Klaus. Oh, hell yeah. Dude, it's amazing. Dude, Klaus I, is I just so watched good. it. Yes. It's, it's so, so good. So Sarah and I have, you know, we have four kids. We watched that movie probably 10 times already. Uh, and just the other day we were driving like, hey, did Klaus just become our favorite Christmas movie? Because it's so good. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, Jason me. Schwartzman is, is phenomenal mm. voice acting in that. Uh, it's just it's a, it's huge a good cast. story. Oh, yeah, it's great. All big names. But yeah, that was so Klaus. good. So fun. And like, I cried. Yeah, that was a, a blast. No, it's a, yeah, no, I love that. I, I was so skeptical of that movie. Mm-hmm. So I like didn't, I really didn't want to watch it. Um, and then like, Anne was like 10 minutes into it. And I was like, I started watching it and I was like, Hey, can you actually please rewind that? <laughs> yes, like, I wanna, yes. Can we start over? <laughs> yeah. Um, dude, JK Simmons is the new, Michael Shannon. He yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. He's I freaking just, love he does a JK ton Simmons. of voice work. Yeah, dude. You told me to watch whatever Invincible. That was great. I love is JK Simmons, Simmons the, the scariest person alive, possibly? Yeah, in uh, Whiplash only. And though. also the nicest person and alive. Oz, like, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like he's a, he's so nice in Juno. Um and then oh, there's yeah. this <laughs> one movie that he did called The Tomorrow uh, War. Yep. No. Uh, shoot. He was in <laughs> He was in that looking for it uh it's like something like bachelors and it's about him and his son and he's just like the sweetest man in that oh okay it's worth watching also going on the watch list yeah yeah it's yeah. good enough it's a okay. good like 90 minute movie um anyway we can stop talking about it. klaus no, is great yeah you i should klaus. just I, before I, go, I should just say that's klaus is my number two like i'm like okay. i i think that's top tier it's so adorable textbook like rom-com layout but or you know, like with like that that breakup part, even though it's just the two mm-hmm. dudes who are friends, and but I feel like it's Loki so clever, like the little the lore. I feel like is thoughtfully yes. made about how all this lore came to be, which I've never even questioned, and I've never seen yeah, someone provide yeah. explanation for. I think it's yeah. so well done. It is okay, but my number three is I feel like um, objectively much worse, less well executed movie, and that is. Uh, the movie with quotes like put that cookie down it's jingle all the way baby just above nightmare before christmas which is probably a i movie. do not like nightmare before christmas i think oh, it's well, that's why i left movie. it out me neither i do not like that movie i've tried three different times to watch it and i yep. stop watching it every time <laughs> and it's like everyone's like oh it's a tim burton movie no it's not he didn't direct that movie get out of here with that i've He's never a producer that on the you. movie I um, typed in Bachelor looking for J.K. Simmons and I'm getting all sorts of wrong stuff. Uh, <laughs> I'll find it. But Jingle All the Way is hilarious and it's Sinbad and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, it's just what could be more silly and fun. Yeah. And there's the scene where they fight all the Santas and there's just a lot of good dumb quotes and it's Turbo Time and Jake Lloyd's there and he's still happy and I'm still happy for him. And I love it. We had the VHS. I watched it when it came out. I haven't seen it in 20 years, whatever, how long it's been out. I feel like it's a good parody of like, you know, where we, where we got with the, the consumerism craze and, and the scarcity stuff. I feel like that movie was really know. saying something. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah really making a statement. <laughs> I'm surprised, surprised it didn't get any Oscar noms, but it was I, <laughs> saying what needed to be said. <laughs> I would personally say that like I loved that movie as a kid. I guarantee you that if I watched it now, I wouldn't like it. 
I thought that too, and I watched it last year, and I loved it. Well, you were once again, you were the most nostalgic person alive. Oh, thanks. And I am not. And so, like, <laughs> oh, uh, once again, I have Christmas spirit, and you. No, the Grinch. We yes, have spirit. Yes, I'll we do. <clears throat> yep. The Grinch has got a hot bod, and we all know it, dude. Oh, we should do skinny sexy, top, sexiest yeah. Grinch fan arts. <laughs> Your Michael's Google search is uh, nine hose deep, uh, vixen, bachelor party. Uh, <laughs> it's called the Bachelors. Is the sexy, movie. sexy okay. Grinch? Okay, sexy Grinch. Is the Grinch hot? Let's settle it here for the fans. Is the is Grinch hot or not, Chris Light? No. Okay, you heard it here. Sorry. Uh, Jim Sorry. Carrey version? No. Cartoon? Yes. Well, okay. Ooh. Pre or post, what's the dinner? What's the thing they oh, eat? Roast beast. Roast um, beast. Uh, I would say pre him being a good guy because Willie likes a bad boy. Ooh. <laughs> okay. I'm getting that. Char- Charmeleon fan over here. Uh, in the past hour we've been recording, probably 10 times I've thought about Will's quote about <laughs> the portion of me that's not Christmas spirit is from the belly button to the Uh, i stand by that (laughs) all right is it my turn i don't even know where we're at i think it's mine okay let's do it because you did yeah i'm on my number two we've gotten in a wonky order that's okay it's Um, christmas baby my number two (laughs) controversial we've already talked i actually don't want to talk about it anymore i'm just gonna say it and mike can go i Home Alone. Home Alone's my okay. number two. Okay. I don't want to talk about it. It's a great see, movie. I love it. Well, that's the kind of nope, movie moving that on. you couldn't make that today. No. Did you ever see the... Did you watch the um, films that made us? Well, I'm saying because like, if you brought someone, a production company, the script for, for that today, they'd be like, we can't make this. This is just the yeah. script for Home Alone. I hate you. <laughs> Michael... <laughs> You know, you get one of those a pod. You can't keep bringing it back. Yeah, you cannot keep making that same joke. Um, okay, so just like a quick hit, there's a there's a documentary series called the. I'm moving on from this. It's, it's called the films that made us. Yes, I, I know what you're talking go, about. Go, yeah, it goes into how they made certain films, and Home Alone was like actually never supposed to get made, and then it did, and they actually like built all the whole set was built in a high school in like the basement was the pool and they just like built it all out wow so it's it's a crazy it's a crazy one they did it they like in the first it was something like it was with one studio and they built the set and then the studio was like no we're not going to fund this movie anymore so like they were going to shut it all down and then they went to another studio that same day and they picked it whatever it's very interesting i'd watch it if i were you all right or else but yeah now we're done talking about home alone done talking about home alone all right which i just uh, i love that movie too even though i say it's not a christmas movie it's amazing okay my number two is christmas vacation i need Um, to be on chris's list it it's just so classic to me and it's so funny and um yeah, I mean that's about. I, I, I it's a on my calendar of things to do for, for Christmas in December is watch Christmas Vacation. Wait, can the girls watch that one? No, 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 no. no. Okay, I was about to say. <clears throat> it's a tidbit nipply out there, isn't it, Russ? Uh, 
Well, it's no, yeah. So that's my number one. So we'll, oh. let's talk about it a little. Um, let's talk about it. it. Is I, I actually think that that might be one of the funniest movies ever made. It <laughs> is a perfect, and it's very of its time, right? Yeah. There's some yes. like there's yes. some crass jokes that wouldn't fly today, and there are <laughs> some. It, I should have saved my joke for now. <laughs> Yeah, um, and, and then there, and just it, it is of its time a yeah. little. However, it's this perfect mix of like slapstick comedy and then just a man mm-hmm. losing his mind. Yes, yes. I don't um, like the losing his mind part of. It. I don't know. It's not such bad. a big. It it makes me feel bad sometimes. Kind of officey. I don't know. Uh the <laughs> the I think the best line I think in almost any movie I had to look it up just to like fact check is when uh, the grandparent I think this is actually one of the funniest lines in a in cinema history is when one of the grandma walks in and says is Rusty still in the Navy <laughs> and just like puts her coat down <laughs> it's just the funniest one. What? And it's just, it's so. Michael, have you ever seen Crucifixion? Yeah, it doesn't seem like yeah. yeah that, that's the best line in the world. Um, it's the movie's incredible. That's all. I'm my oh, one of my favorite parts is um, when they're in the um, grocery store or whatever, a Walmart type esque store, yeah. and um, his cousin Eddie, cousin Eddie. It's like, yeah, I don't know if we're able to get uh, the kids or anything. And he's like, yeah, we'll help him out. All right, well, here's a list. And he says, you know, <laughs> buy something nice for yourself also. Uh, that's, it's amazing. I, I think about that as a young life leader. I've almost played that clip to talk about um, abusing grace and just how <laughs> foolish you watch that scene. Like, oh, my gosh, this a-hole. Um, yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. There's one more line that I really like. Um well, there's all, there's also the classic when Uncle Eddie is like emptying out the RV and he just like hollers over full. smoking and the shit is full. full. Uh, save the neck for <laughs> me, Clark. <laughs> save the neck. It's so good. Okay. We can if you haven't seen the movie, it's yeah. like I'm talking to the listeners. It's it's a shame, but also it's it might be one of those movies as well that if you didn't watch it growing up <clears throat> or at by a certain time, it's not, you're not going to think it's funny. Yeah, my friend Dan Ketterman. Um, anytime Shut he's asked damn. a question, I'm I'm not sure when I say anytime. I, it's like 95 percent of the time if you ask him a question, he will reply. I don't know. Bend over and I'll show you. <laughs> Which is a quote from, from the movie. Yeah. That's a good bit. Yeah. I should start working that in to my vocab. Okay. okay. And my number one is Home Alone. Let's talk about it. Come on, guys. What are your thoughts, <laughs> Will? Uh, it's a good movie, and I really like it. And I think Macaulay Culkin was a a perfect cast for that. Yeah. Um and I think Kieran yeah. Culkin was a perfect cast in Scott Pilgrim. That that is actually a really good yeah. that's yeah, I agree. It was. I one hundred percent agree. That's a great it's a great cast as Scott's roommate. Yeah. Um my roommate just told me to that to watch Igby Goes Down and I downloaded that, which also has him. I'd never heard of it, hmm. but that's on the Kieran watch. Culkin's list. great. Um no, I think that movie is very funny. I think that 
Uh, <laughs> I remember as a kid, I used to watch it. It would make me so mad that they were, everyone was mean to Kevin. And yeah. like, obviously his family, like, I was like, why does his family hate him so much? But then now as I'm older, I'm like, oh my gosh, that kid's so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> and yes. like, yeah, his brothers and sisters like sucked. Yeah. But at the same time, like he was the worst and he was so yeah. mean to his parents. Okay. There were worse kids. Oh, I mean, there's one so, worse kid. Okay. There's one right. worse kid. Yeah, there, there's worse kids alive. Thank you for checking this. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, in that family, there was, there was one predominantly worse child. Buzz? Yeah. Um, the editing in that movie, when they cut to running in the airport and then Chuck Berry's Run Run Rudolph uh, yeah, so good. cuts on. It's, that is classic. Yeah. Oh, really, Chris? So you're saying the movie is greatly enhanced and dependent on it being a Christmas movie? Run okay. Run- enhanced? By a great song in editing, yes, a Christmas song. Okay, mm-hmm. sure, sure. All right, uh, Joe Pesci in that as well is like hearing the lore of Joe Pesci and like who he was as like a man, like it's just like a dude who was kind <laughs> give, of a give gangster. me thirty seconds on it. I have no idea. So like Joe Pesci as a kid was like um, he was actually like grew up in New Jersey and was like had very loose mob ties and like grew up kind of in that world. Um, and so that was like as a teenager, early twenties who then got into acting later on. Um, and uh, he was also like friends with, or he knew and grew up in the same circle as like Frankie Valley in the four seasons who also had like loose mob ties. And uh, anyway, like mm-hmm. knowing that they, like watching, I watched, the first movie I ever saw Joe Pesci was Home Alone, but then going back and watching like Goodfellas mm-hmm. and like other movies no, that he was that, in, it's just like my a cousin huge Vinny. difference. And my cousin is that Vinny, the lawyer it, one? No, what's yeah. the lawyer? Okay, That's yeah, my, my cousin, cousin Vinny. Vinny. Okay, and like then seeing like him do Home Alone again is just yeah. a, such a hilarious movie choice. And he was like actually a very scary man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and he's a very angry man. Like he to this day he's a very angry man. Yeah. Chris, if you're interested, you can just watch The Irishman on Netflix. It's the entire story of Joe Pesci's life. Of Joe Pesci's life. Yes. Yeah, it's only finish. four hours. <laughs> no, it is. I mean, maybe the first, like the opening scene, I feel like, was four hours. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, number one Christmas movie, Home Alone, it sounds like. Mm. Yeah. Wait, um, Chris, what was your number one again? Yeah. My oh, number, I haven't said it. I haven't oh, said it. Sorry. That's what I thought. Um, my number one is I Feel Fun for the Whole Family. And oh, I thought that was the name of a movie. And I was like, I have never seen or heard of that. It doesn't sound and good. You can rewatch it multiple times and it's still great. Uh, it is Elf. Okay. Oh, Elf's great. Yeah. yeah. Somehow, maybe, I don't know, but Elf was similar energy to Claws, but the like third act, like feel good moment doesn't hit as hard. The just everybody singing in the park and like him opening the book to the newscaster like that had mm-hmm. never had a chance of making me cry. It was still a blast, but mm-hmm. Claws really mm-hmm. got at me emotionally. Klaus. Yes. Klaus. Yeah. The Santa, um, the Santa Claus. They should do a crossover. Ooh. I think the Santa Claus is fun. I agree. I, I like the that. Sequels. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do. I really like Elf. Um, I agree. One of the like the way they shot it was incredible too. Also, oh, yeah. John, John, that was like John Favreau's like rise. Mm-hmm. Like they, oh, that was one. I that was one of that. the first like big budget movies that he directed. Um, and Michael, now he runs where you talk about the, the chef, world. go for it. 
Chef is the ultimate Christmas movie. Yes. You know, the Makes best that grilled cheese. It looks the so best good. Present grilled cheese. Yeah, Scarlett <laughs> Johansson. She was on the nice list. She she got it there. Uh, Mike, have you ever had a Cuban sandwich like Cubano? Yes, I have from a now, food I truck had, too. I had the best Cuban sandwich in the world from a place called Sandwich. I thought you were going to say John Travolta in my in Miami. Florida. Watch your mouth. And bro. it made me. It's. <laughs> I just think of Santana songs. That's the song in that movie at the wedding. And that's what made me think of. Okay. It's in Miami. Um, no, it's incredible. It's one of the best sandwich shops in the world. Anyway, mm. what's I was it just called? talking about? It's uh, Sanguich. Sanguich. Okay. Uh, speaking of eating, a lot of people, I, you know, there's a, it's a much higher number of zero than zero of people who have criticized my eating habits with a buddy the elf reference mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. fact yeah. yeah you see a lot of sugar okay actually i've got a hot take christmas hot take and it's a thanksgiving hot take christmas and thanksgiving food is not very good well it's so bland there's better food than turkey and roasting a turkey whole seems like not the best way to prepare it but yeah. on on think on christmas we normally eat good italian food so i love well, there you go. Christmas food. yeah yeah but yeah, I don't think that's what most people eat, though. I think, correct me, check me on this, Chris, because you might. Do you like, It's very much like, it's, yeah, it's like a ham. Yeah, my family stopped doing it. I like ham. Yeah, hams, uh, well, good. My family kind of stopped doing it. It was like, why are we cooking bad food that No, it's like? Christmas food is all about the periphery for me. It's not the main courses. It's the appetizers. It's the and treats, the, the snacks. Desserts. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, the goodies it's, on the fringe. It's the about Christmas. the snowflake York mints. Baby, no. The new Christmas tradition in my my parents' household when we go up there every year is my dad and I shuck oysters and do oh, raw oysters. I just did raw oysters for the first time in Seattle, where you're where you love live. Them. Love raw oysters. Um. Anywho, all right. So the number one Christmas movie is either oh. Home Alone or Christmas Vacation. Wait, I think it's the one Chris invented. Uh, it's fun for the whole family or whatever. It's fun for the whole. Yeah. No, we, uh, we can. What if we call it Home Vacation? Because then it's an oxymoron and it combines our titles. Or oh. Christmas Alone. And then it's just a downer. <laughs> that could be a Hallmark movie. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of which, let's go to our game. You guys need a break? Yeah. Yes. You do need a break? Oh, uh, no. I'm good. Okay. Do it. <laughs> I might stand up and stretch my legs for a sec. Yeah. Same. Let's do I'm going to eat a York Mint while I stretch. But we're going to stay in the air. Riff, Chris. <laughs> Can't do oh, it. You you so, Chris, you're so good on the spot. I've never seen you choke that hard. I almost started rapping. I literally was like, uh, nope, not going to do that, though. Chris, you know uh, so many rap lyrics. Are you good at yeah. on the spot rapping? I bet you are. Uh, Chris, what's no. your karaoke song? If you're going to pick oh, one song to do let's karaoke. Do this. Let's do this. Okay. Um, it's just interesting because, you know, that's the podcast I talked about. He often brings up karaoke songs. Um, and I get the feel like he goes karaoke all the time. I never go karaoke. I, I don't have like a. But if you had any to. memories, if I had to right now, what? Because you um, love it. No, I I I am so bad at singing. I love it so rapping. much. And you're funny. Yeah, so I would probably do. I'm a worse singer. Vanilla Ice. Yeah, ice Ice Baby. I, I can yeah. see that. Will, what's yours? The last one I did was I put a spell on you. 
Oh, you crush um, that. You can kind of sing screaming Jay, by screaming Jay Hawkins. Um, better yeah, than Chris I can, and I. I can, I can, oh. I can hold a tune. Um, I'm not a good singer, but I can, I can, I can sing a song. Um, uh, Valerie by uh, Amy Winehouse is a good one. Yeah, that is a good um, one. I, I, I tried to do that last time. I don't know that song. Someone said the dude said someone's already saying that tonight. I was like, that's a bummer. That's right in uh-huh. my vocal range. <laughs> bummer. <laughs> you got to pick one that you can like, because like you, you don't want to do like my heart will go on. Like you're not gonna be able to sing. Oh that. Like, yeah. Like mm-hmm. you're gonna get crushed. Well, you can go falsetto at some point. But no, yeah. no. That's the thing is you're gonna mess it up. Yeah. Well, see, you at least have a chance at not messing up. So I can't sing at all. So like I have to resort to gimmicks, but like it's still a blast <laughs> or you get up there and are silly and that's fun too. So like my go-to was Arroway, the Spanish version of Enrique Iglesias hero, but my real bit, and I feel bad <laughs> to, I don't want to out myself in front of a group, a bunch of groups I'll go karaokeing with. I just did this at Leopold's party last year where I pick Wonderwall and go up there and be like, oh, we like Wonderwall. But like, well, that's kind of boring. And also, how are you going to sing that? And it matches up well enough if you just sing the lyrics to All Star by Smash Mouth. And that's funny. Yeah. And so I'm searching for more songs that can do that too. Um, next year, I'm, I'm going to do John Legend's Imagine, but just sing the lyrics to Smash Mouth All Star and pitch it <laughs> John way John Legend's Imagine? Oh, John Lennon. Did I say Legend? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. you did. Yes. <laughs> yeah, John Lennon's. And then my bucket list, it's actually on my bucket list. Bucket list karaoke song is Despacito. And there have been seasons in my life where I can sing a lot of those words. It's just a lot. And I really want to try Halsey's Bad at Love. I feel like that'd be a good one. Duet mm. choice is You're the One That I Want from Greece. Okay. Oh, that's great. Real quick, Despacito, uh, little known fact, or maybe a major known fact, I don't know. Um, the other day I was hanging out with some younger folks, and uh, Mariah Carey's uh, Christmas song came on. They're like, Mariah Carey, does she literally have any other songs? Mm. And my jaw hit the floor. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and I said, actually, her duet um, with Boys to Men was the longest streak on the number one as the number one song the most weeks uh, on Billboard and they're like what? I'm like I'm serious so I looked it up and it was recently surpassed by a song can you guys guess what song? Old Town Road Road. that is correct that was so sad for us as a people that Old Town Road is now the longest running number uh, one Dude, it's because all the like the all it's the like eight year olds love that song. Well, you yeah. know, he was so like that kid just decided to be famous and like gamed the system and made the perfect song for it and did a remix every week just to keep extending it. Like I respect Lil Nas him. X. Yeah. yeah, you respect him. Yeah, I like him. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so now we're gonna play a game. You guys ready? I really yeah. want to go karaoke with both of you. Can we try to do that before fun. we die? Yeah, I think yeah. that'd be so die? fun. I yeah. think that's. A, I can commit to that. I think I've got room in my schedule well, before death. Do you want to know another thing that's on my bucket list that I put on yeah. probably like seven or eight years ago? Mm-hmm. It's be on a sports team with you and Markeji, like Ooh, a like an indoor mm-hmm. soccer league or something. He is so good at sports, dude. Yeah. It's baffling. Yeah. Um. So wait, yes. you don't, but yeah, you, think, no. you don't think I'm no, good at sports? I think we fun. No, I think you're very good at sports. Yeah. But I think you are like you're better than me at most sports because you've played them consistently. 
Michael was naturally good at every sport without ever playing the sport. Okay. Um, and I just have enough like residual played enough sports in my life to compete. I think next time we're home and we do a sports decathlon, we should bring him in. Do a three-way. He's going to crush us. But yeah, I, I, don't I think, think so. we should. I'd be fine. I think we got him. I'd be doing okay. I'd do, this, I'd do it next week. Okay. I'm it. watching it fall. Watching the people around home. Baby, please come home. The church bells in town. They're ringing a song. What a happy sound. Baby, please come home. They say it that the all, but it's not like Christmas at all. I remember when you were here, all the fun we had last year. Pretty lights on the tree, I'm watching them shine. You should be here with me. Baby, please come home. They're singing deck the hall, but it's not like Christmas at all. I remember when you were here. What is Santa's favorite gentleman's club? Uh, it's called the North Pole, and he likes it because he gets to see all of his favorite ho ho hoes. All right, uh, Will's getting a cat or something. Or what if, was, what if instead of he cracked his door? And I like to imagine it wasn't the cat that just crawled in, but it was your wife crawling in, yeah. on the, in and out on the floor, right try, trying to stay out of camera. <laughs> Come on, baby. All right, well, oh, this cat. is my wife. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do <laughs> this wife. game. All right, so this game is called "That's a Christmas to Me," where I read three movie descriptions of and titles of hallmark movies and you need to tell me which one is not real sound good yep do we do should we do just one round per person and the person gets it right or wrong or should the next person get a chance to guess from the remaining two if they get it wrong what do you think Uh, let's just one per person one per person and and we're guessing what which one is not real correct yeah let me see how many i have i was gonna come up with a couple more and i didn't one two hold on hold on let's let me organize these like a sane person too busy napping and playing pickleball pickleball. yeah yeah you know it's a hard life mike's mike's got a hard life yeah yeah okay uh if we need if if we need one at the end I'll make another one, and you guys can just watch me type. And so once then, again, we are we are saying which one isn't real. Which which one is not real? Okay. All right. Who wants to go first? I do. All right, Chris. Chris, Chris does. I want. I also Chris want Chris does. to go first. All right, and we'll let you just guess for the heck of it if he gets it wrong. Mm-hmm. All right, first one: Santa Junior, Father Christmas's son tries to follow in his father's footsteps but a burglar in the neighborhood puts him in the police's crosshairs 
After getting arrested for burglary and losing hope in the holiday, Santa's son must turn to an unwelcoming public defender for help. Okay, a, I like it. A, second one, a Christmas visitor. A father struggles with the past. A daughter fights for the future. A mother searches for answers. The Boyajins, the yeah, the Boyajins have ce- not celebrated Christmas in eleven years. They lost their faith when they lost their son to the Persian Gulf War. Uh-huh. Now a stranger has uh-huh. joined them around the same age the boy would have been. Is he a con artist, or is this man the miracle their family has been waiting for? Whoa! The, this Christmas, it's like the movie The Majestic. <laughs> this Christmas, Jim Carrey. a stranger will change them forever. Ten point Christmas. <laughs> California vegan blog icon Trudy Lauren travels home to Wisconsin for the holidays, excited to escape the toxic California online dating scene. Upon arriving, she bumps into the man of her dreams, but just as quickly learns of his proclivity for hunting and his plans to shoot his family's Christmas dinner. Entrenched in their ways, can polar opposites find common ground this holiday? Which one is not real? Yeah, you've got Santa Jr., a Christmas visitor, or Ten Point Christmas. Ten Point Christmas is not real. That is correct. Ten Point Mm -hmm. Christmas is not real. Okay. Uh, William... First one, a royal Christmas. Prince Leopold, heir of Queen Isadora of Cordenia, enjoyed studying incognito in Philadelphia and shocks his mother by bringing home a lasting souvenir. Yankee seamstress and would-be designer Emily Taylor, to whom he proposed just before unveiling his royal identity. That's the Isadora is hellbent on chasing the commoner intruder and marrying Leo off to an eager, overconfident, aristocratic youth friend, Natasha, Duchess of Warren. Leopold, the devoted palace butler, Vic and Victor and his staff are rather pleased with Emily and her fast progress in society's manners. But Isadora won't give up until she breaks Leopold's heart. That was a long description. Yes. It's a long description. Wow. These ones, what was that these one called? Are, that one's called A Royal Christmas. They're all long. This one's A Princess for Christmas. Jules Daly is struggling to wa- raise her orphan niece and nephew, Maggie and Milo, alone, but it isn't easy after getting downsized out of her antique sales job while Milo rebels against the death of his parents through petty theft. With things looking bleak for Christmas, an English butler named Paisley arrives with an invitation for all to see the kid's emotionally distant grandfather who lives in Castleberry Hall, somewhere near Liechtenstein. With nothing to hold them back, they go, but the grandfather, Edward, Duke of Castleberry, is rather cold over his visit to the castle. So is his other surviving son, Ashton, Prince of Castleberry. Before long... They're all having a good time and looking forward to hosting a Christmas Eve ball. But Jules overhears a conversation from which she draws the wrong conclusion. This is the kind of like all all middling. Okay. Um, a commoner's Christmas is your last one. Okay. Mar- Margaret Cartwright came from nothing but built a multi-billion dollar empire as a fashion designer. Coming from humble beginnings, Margaret always learned to appreciate the little things in life. Her daughter... Melissa 
her, oh, her daughter, her daughter Melissa, however, has grown to take princess the li- for Christmas. <laughs> is fake. Wait, you got, no, you, you're done. You gotta hear commoners Christmas. After no, I argument, Margaret flies Melissa and herself to a small town in West Virginia, where they experience Christmas in a rental cabin away from civilization, where she meets Buck, a handsome country boy. Okay, sorry. Actually, commoners Christmas was fake. You're wrong. Damn, you didn't let me guess. Oh, sorry, Chris. Well, Chris, you didn't want me. To, uh, these ones are short. Uh, a family for Christmas, Chris. When two preteens named Holly and Ivy meet through an internet pen pal service, their two lives are rattled when they realize they are identical twins. With parents living in two different sides of the universe, the girls decide to make an identity swap in hopes of spending their time with the other parent. After learning that both parents regret separating, the girls devise a plan to reunite them. That was a family for Christmas. This is switched for Christmas. Just because they are identical does not mean these twins even like each other. Estranged twin sisters get together for an obligatory pre-Christmas lunch after a, ye- a year after their mother's death. Both women are unhappy and frustrated with their own lives. <laughs> though, oh, though not close, each is envious of each other's li- life. What's a twin to do but take advantage of this? And who would be the wiser? They do what any identical twin in need of new outlooks would do. They swap lives until Christmas Day. And by doing so, each woman discovers the true meaning of her life. Okay. The, the last one's a very merry mix-up. Alice well, Chapman title. is a beautiful woman who recently became engaged to go-getter businessman Will Mitchum. When she travels to meet her future in-laws for the first time before Christmas, chaos ensues as she loses contact with Will, runs into who she believes to be Will's brother, and starts the holiday celebrations with the wrong family. But is this just a silly mix-up, or is it fate, Alice? Question mark. Switched for Christmas is not correct. Not the real movie. Switched for Christmas is a real movie. <laughs> Uh, the fake one. Oh, Will, do you care? do you want to guess? No, no, just right, tell us. The, the first one, a family for Christmas. Is this is a the, lot across of the universe. <laughs> yeah, the across the universe thing really got me. <laughs> oh yeah, it's bad. Right. All right, Will. Number one, Secret Little Santa. Single okay. on Saturday night, Sarah agrees to babysit her nephew Jeremy while her brother goes off to his office Christmas party. Things go smoothly until she realizes Jeremy has been far too quiet for the last hour. I hope I scrolled up by accident. She discovers that he's run off into the snowy night. Luckily, her neighbor Isaac is available to help find him, despite having plans for the evening himself. While they look for Jeremy in the cold snow, they might just find something else in each other. Baby's first Christmas, when a pair of feuding colleagues, Kyle and Jenna, are thrown together after their siblings, Jim and Trisha, fall in love, they have to learn to get along in time for their nephew's birth on Christmas. Realizing Jim and Trisha have major money troubles, Kyle and Jenna band together to help and end up on a snowy New York adventure that will prove Miracles really do happen at Christmas. Last one, that was Baby's First Christmas. First one was Secret Little Santa. This last one is An Unexpected Christmas. Steve and Cynthia are the newlywed couple celebrating their first Christmas together. They invite their families to join them for the holidays, but when Steve is laid off just before Christmas and Cynthia discovers she's pregnant, 
They both keep their news secret in hopes that the celebration runs smoothly. Mm. I'm going to say, because I don't think home, these are all Hallmark movies, right? Yeah. I don't think they can afford a New York City budget. I'm going to say Baby's First Christmas is fake. Uh, Baby's First Christmas is a real movie. They did afford that budget, or at least a convincing green screen. Wow. God. Yeah. Uh, the false one there is Secret Little Santa. Oh, that was a good one. Good job, Mike. That was good. All right. Um, this, is, this is the last one we have, but I can make another one. Right. No, it's okay. Chris is winning. You're reading a lot. This, this yeah. is a lot. This is a Michael If anybody's game. still listening, this is impressive. All right, then Will gets to go because it's his only chance to tie it. Bear. Oh, okay. Sure. Sure. But then if Will guesses <laughs> wrong, Chris gets a can- chance for the overkill, and then he double wins. It counts as <laughs> two wins. wins. Yeah, wow. he wins okay. harder. It's like winning, but harder. Yeah. Okay. Christmas Incorporated. <laughs> what do you, do you guys want to guess this just on the names? Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah, go, go right, Christmas right. Incorporated. Christmas Incorporated, Miracle in Manhattan, or A Wall Street Christmas Carol. Oh, God. Mm. I, th- I I think Christmas Incorporated sounds like a movie. What was the last one? Yeah, Wall- Miracle Manhattan. A Wall Street Christmas Carol. That sounds so bad. It sounds, but it sounds like it's gonna be. I'm gonna say Miracle in Manhattan. Chris, do you have one? Do you have a do you have a thought? A Wall Street Christmas Carol is not the real movie, is we I guess. A Wall Street Christmas Carol is not a real movie. Man. It's such a bad title that I was like, that sounds yeah. exactly like what Hallmark would do. Uh, Chris Light, you are a winner tonight. You win the right to close out this Christmas special in whatever manner you feel worthy. Speaking of not real Christmas movies, Home Alone, not a real Christmas <laughs> movie. Merry Ooh. Christmas, everybody. Ooh. Merry Christmas. <laughs> And also, happy holidays for all of you out there celebrating a, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a Hanukkah or a yeah. Kwanzaa, or you don't celebrate at all. Maybe oh, anything. Maybe, yeah. Maybe you're anti international listeners. Yeah, in, absolutely. In sync sure. got it right. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. Yeah, let's do happy holidays Bingo. for happy holidays and Merry Christmas. Merry holidays. Shut up. Happy Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> all right. You're well, for our, for our UK <laughs> listeners, I wanted to say happy Christmas for our UK listeners. All right. That's a thing. Don't give me those looks. Bye bye. <laughs> that, that was a rough end. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> uh, I hear you. Go to, I, you go, I was going to go to a rough ending massage parlor. <laughs> I've heard good things. I've heard good things. <laughs> That's the best joke you've ever. That's that, the best joke you've ever said. That was a legit joke. That was good. Yeah. If if you're like, yeah, I went to this. It was kind of a sketchy. Uh, it's kind of a sketchy massage parlor the other day. They they gave me something called a rough ending, and it was not good. <laughs> yeah, they chopped my dick off. All right. But I'm thinking about going back. <laughs> going back though. Uh.
Okay. Yikes, that was good. Great job, guys. Thanks for being my friend. Great job. Um, yeah. I'm going to go watch that Anthony Mackie and, do it and JGL. It's a good. Seth Rogen. JGL. I love JGL. Merry Christmas. 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 Merry Christmas.